I want to tell you something, and that is operating a food company has been one of the most challenging endeavors of my life. From innovating products that we want to land at the intersection of taste and nutrition, to wrestling with supply chain issues and managing inventory, I have had more sleepless nights in the past three years than I have in the last 30, including the 12 when I was a firefighter. But no one tells you that food is hard. But I also want to say it's because of each of you that we continue to get in the trenches day after day after day. It's in our core values to keep at it, knowing that we are filling a giant void in the market with products that you can't find anywhere else. And this makes it easier for us to climb out of bed each day. I want to thank you for your patience. We are anxiously awaiting the return of our organic pancake and waffle mixes. And we're excited to announce that our plant strong milks will be available online later this week, followed soon thereafter by the return of our exciting new burger mixes. Our goal is to be your reliable and trustworthy partner for all things plant strong, allowing you to stock up on healthy meals that you can make and enjoy in minutes while still managing your busy lives. I appreciate each and every one of you and want you to know that the effort will be worth it once more brands start to care about the integrity of the nutrition that they're putting into their products. Thank you so much for your support and please stay tuned for exciting updates at planstrong.com. Today's show is brought to you with support from the Nutramilk. We just finished our camp plant stock weekend and folks were going nuts over the Nutramilk. The Nutramilk team had displays running during our oatmeal buffets each morning so that guests could hose down their bowls with fresh almond milk and fresh oat milk. It was wildly popular. And more than anything, people were blown away by how quiet these powerful blenders are. Despite running three machines in the dining room, um, no one could hear them. They're like silent. And that's pretty darn remarkable. If you'd like to make your own plant milk at home, Again, I can't recommend the Nutramilk enough. Take $50 off and enjoy free shipping with the code PLANTSTRONG. Visit thenutramilk.com. During season one of the Plant Strong podcast, I've been coaching our Bronx firefighter, who you've all gotten to know extremely well, Joe Inga to clear the hurdles and finally wholeheartedly adopt the plant strong lifestyle and have it stick. I know firsthand how hard it can be trying to assimilate with the other guys at the fire station while doing your own thing and keeping your attitude nice and humble so you don't come off like an arrogant know-it-all and risk getting alienated by all the all the other guys and gals at the fire station. That is something that no firefighter wants. I also know how hard it can be battling a chronic lack of sleep 
which can lead you to backslide into, into old habits. But I'm happy to report that Joe is doing fantastically well. He's down over 40 pounds. His blood work is absolutely gorgeous. His attitude on life has never been as upbeat and, and positive. Uh, he's got an arsenal of recipes that are now just second nature for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And everything is just running on, on all cylinders. To broaden the support that Joe has in New York and to show him even a greater amount of plant strong love, I reached out to another member of the FDNY um, who has adopted the lifestyle and proven that this can be done. And it can be done well and it can be done for a long period of time. Today's conversation is with firefighter Kevin Duffy. He was recently awarded the 2019 Sexiest Vegan title. Pretty um, pretty cool title. He was also featured uh, about a year and a half, two years ago, in a New York Times article entitled Two Iron Men, A Garage, and a Vegan Agenda. He's an incredible athlete who gets up at 4 a.m. for training runs, rides, swims, before heading to the station. He works in Yonkers at one of the busiest fire stations, fire stations in all of New York City. He tragically lost a brother in 9-11 and has found a deep personal purpose in the plant-based lifestyle. He is dedicating his life to demonstrate what's possible with the power of plants. I truly hope that this conversation not only inspires Joe, but I also hope that inspires all of you. Let's get after it. Welcome to Plant Strong. I am here with Kevin Duffy. And Kevin, you are a firefighting brother. But you're not only a firefighting brother, you are a plant strong firefighting brother. And you uh, work at what fire station in New York City? I work at uh, Station 3 in Yonkers, New York, uh, just outside Manhattan. And and, and how long have you been a firefighter? I've been a fireman for seven and a half years. It'll be eight in June. That's uh, okay. So that's actually not too long. I mean, you're kind of, in some ways, you're still kind of green, aren't you? A little bit, yeah. Fair, halfway, sort of, almost halfway there, kind of deal. Yeah, but you've seen a lot, I bet, in that seven and a half years. I have. Yeah. I've seen some good action and some good jobs yeah. uh, in my in my time so far. So. so, what what inspired you to become a firefighter seven and a half years ago? Uh, a friend of mine who uh, works on FDNY had uh, approached me to take the test up in Yonkers, where we're from. Um, and he'd been doing the job and, uh, you know, kind of painted the picture for us. Uh, it comes from a line of civil servants, of cops and firemen. So his, it's in his blood. Uh, and uh, that was it. He just kind of opened my eyes to it. I hadn't really, hadn't really thought about it before that. And then once I looked into it, I realized it was, it was a pretty good, pretty awesome job that I thought I would love. So I went, I went after it. Pretty, pretty hard to right. get it. Right, and it's not easy to get on board uh, the fire department. I'm sure of that. So, 
seven and a half years ago, what were you doing before you were a firefighter? I was a carpenter in Manhattan. I was a uh, bartender. I'd been a ski bum. Uh, so I kind of had a bunch of odd jobs uh, traveling around, but back and forth between bartending and, uh, and carpentry construction for about seven, eight years before the fire department. I'm dying to know. So you, you gave up, you know, being a, a, a bit of a ski bum, the carpentry, the, the, the bar, the bartendering, um, and you become a firefighter. So at what point did you see the light and decide that, you know, you were drawn to this whole plant-based world? It was in 2013, a buddy of mine had, we started training for Ironman races and he'd done a few and he approached me saying that that was probably going to be the missing link to uh, all the training we've been doing. So he'd kind of put in a lot of hard work and, and long hours and realized trying to figure out how guys were getting so fast and, and kind of how the guys were pushing the, pushing the envelope. And uh, that was when he kind of, he stumbled upon a couple of athletes who had switched over and had some good success with it. So we dove all in and, and gave it a whirl. And was that this, was this guy a firefighter or no? Uh, no, he's a friend from growing up. So he's, uh, actually works in Manhattan in finance, but was, uh, big into, we got into triathlon together probably about 10 years ago hmm. and he kept further in the distances half and then full and I was a, about a year or two behind him and he opened my eyes to the to the plant-based movement to be in plant strong I think it's awesome that you were open-minded enough to embrace this lifestyle so you decided to go I guess it, you decided to go all in was it easy or hard at first when I had heard the science behind it and the real life stories of athletes who explained it pretty simply with their results it really clicked. So knowing it was a challenge to to get creative with the food, obviously, and, and keep it interesting and, and filling and nutritious. But once you found a couple of people you could follow and what they were doing and just kind of mimic that, you know, we just kind of copy and pasted and, and did what these guys were doing. Um, who, were some of, who were some of the people that in, you were like inspired by and you started to follow? Uh, so we've, originally we'd come across uh, Rich Roll back in the day and uh, his podcast. And then the, the first uh, episode I listened to was David Carter, was the 300-pound vegan. And when he explained how he got rid of all the arthritis, shed the weight, put the muscle back on, was sprinting with the running backs, doing drills with the linemen, tackling with the linebackers, he was all over the field. Uh, that was it. I was like, well, if that if – that's all he did to cure and get faster and stronger than that's what I'm going to do because I can get a little leaner and stronger and faster and, and uh, you know, push the body, see what it can do. So it was it was a little challenging at first. The, I would say the challenging part is is the public, right. right, is the opinions. Me In my head, it made sense. But to everybody else, it was, it's you know, it's always an uphill battle trying to explain so, to so people. What, what are some of the uh, the opinions that – uh, the the public or the other guys at the fire station have um, predominantly. So uh, all the questions that came firing and still come to stay, where do you get your protein? 
you're going to wither away to nothing. How do you have any energy? Do your bones and your ligaments and your joints hurt from all the training? Are you getting enough calories? You know, animal, you know, you need animal protein, you need milk, you need cheese, you need all the stuff to feel full. What are you going to live on? So it was, you know, everything but that. Everything but the cholesterol and the heart disease and the inflammation and the acidic diet and the cat, you know, the wasted saturated fat calories and just running off a good fuel, you know, from the earth to sun and the, and the water. So you've been doing it now seven and a half years. No, no, that's how long you've been a firefighter. You started this how long ago again? About three and a half. About three and a half years ago. And what do the other guys at the fire station think now that they've seen you do it and you're sticking to it and you're not going back to your old ways? We've got a few guys come on over to the good plant strong side. Um, there's still some naysayers in every crowd, but there's people who are curious. Uh, but I've gotten a couple of guys on board and they've experimented for themselves and for their families and have seen the results and you know, and it's trickled down, which is pretty cool to see. So it's a tough crowd to persuade, but uh, I've just gone back to leading by example. <clears throat> so now, you know, just doing my thing. They know my routine. They know that three or four other guys are doing the same routine. So they've they've adjusted to catering. To, you know, to we make meals together where it's maybe half and half, and we we incorporate our good stuff, and they they're eating the traditional stuff. But it's been good so far. You know, it was it was a challenge at first in in anything and in, in life in general for even friends outside of work. So Joe Inga, and he's a firefighter at Station Seventy Two, and he's trying to do this. The other guys at the at the house, and he's uh, at a house with five guys, are not. Um, not as supportive, you know, because the way it works there is that everybody has to pitch in for the meal. And so even if he doesn't want to eat this, you know, meat-laden meal, he still has to pitch in his 12 or 14 or 15 bucks, which is unfortunate. How, how are you working it at your fire station? So we usually do, uh, guys will ask kind of what, we want, what we're going to cook and then what they're going to cook. So we kind of do a lot of a la carte stuff now where we'll do tacos or burritos or fajitas and you'll get the beans the rice and the peppers and onions and guac and the pico and then those guys will grill chicken on the side or steak but it's all encompassing and we'll all contribute as long as you know i'll usually have some sort of dish that i'm going to provide whether it's a stir fry or a salad or quinoa or roasted veggies and stuff like that so I always tell people I'm going to eat all the sides, so I'm going to make a lot of sides, and you guys can stick to the traditional, you know, meat, the meal that they think is is the most important part. But really, I'm just kind of dancing around the outside. So we same we have the same issues too, where um, we're all we're all laying out the same. We whack it up as we call it. We WAC is we all contribute, so we whack up the meals. And divide it evenly, and, and whatever whatever you eat, you eat. But I always make sure there's some some good stuff on the plate. So like yesterday, I was at work, and we ordered pizzas because we were out all day. We were out on a gas leak and a transformer fire and medical calls, and stuck elevators, and uh, we we just we didn't have time to stop and cook or shop or anything. So we just got pizzas on the fly, and we got two arugula pies. Ah, and we, uh, yeah. 
So it's tomato, red onion, arugula, nice, you know, salad pizza as, as it's called. But pretty, they make a good one down by us, the one shop. So we ordered two of those, and then there was all the others to play, you know, play. What's the name of that shop? That's A and, uh, a and V Pizza in Yonkers is pretty good. Right. That's our go-to spot for an arugula pie. So how many guys are at your station, and how many of them are now kind of following the, the Plant Strong lead? Uh, so I work with, I'm on an engine company. We have a ladder truck with a, a tower ladder with us, and we get the chief riding with us too. So there's 10 guys in my house on a tour, uh, and there's about 40-plus that rotate through weekly. And I have about four guys uh, also on board with me, three or four guys that are that are all in. So a lot of guys kind of experimenting and watching what they're eating, it's kind of starting with cutting out cheese or maybe a little less meat, but... I got four out of four out of maybe forty plus. So, yeah, I would imagine uh, you're probably the most fit of all of them. Is that fair to say? Yeah, you can be modest, but yes, yeah, I would say that's a fair statement. Right. I mean, so when that's the case, when you're the fittest and you're eating this way, it's hard for them to 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 knock you. I mean, they can make make all the fun they want of you, but deep inside, they probably know you're doing the right thing. Right. Yeah, I think they're they're all aware of that four iron. I did one Ironman on a Western diet, and then I improved my time by over an hour on a plant based diet. So right. they watched that happen. A couple of marathons. I'm training for a 50 miler in May, 100 percent plant based. Yeah. So that you know, it's just those little actions that are big, big actions really that are kind of just lead by example, as I said, and well, just. You're you're now you're 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 lighter, you're leaner, you're stronger, you recover better. Um, you know you uh, you're 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 eating the most anti-inflammatory right um, diet that's out there. That's and for yourself, that's exercising as much as you do. You do. You're generating a fair amount of oxidative stress and building up free radicals, and so we all know the best way to mitigate that, right? All the rust that you're kind of developing is just by slamming those fruits, the vegetables, the whole grains and the beans. And, uh, anyway, you're, you're, you're doing it all right. I mean, I just want to like take my hat off to you or take my helmet off to you and give you a big, a big old plant strong hug. Anybody can do this. It's, it's not hard, right? It's cheap and it's easy and it's, and it's good for you. Yeah. So, I mean, all these objections that people have, right. It's it's too expensive. It's too time consuming. It doesn't taste good. It doesn't fill you up. Uh, I mean, every one of those. It, it's it's amazing how we uh, we come up with excuses for you know why we can't do this. But you're living proof, right? That uh, all those are just excuses. So let me just ask you then. So what would you say to somebody that says it's too time consuming? Well, everybody cooks food, right? You eat every day. You just it's a matter of your choice. You either you choose one way or the other, right? right? So the end of your fork is gonna help you or hurt you. That's a choice. What would you say to somebody that says that it's too expensive to eat this way? I would say live off of rice and beans and avocados for a month and see how you feel. <laughs> Peasant food, right? That's yeah. that's super cheap. What would you say to somebody that says that it doesn't taste good? Well, use spices. Right, spices or flavor. Um, people, th- I think people are confused with like fried food and heavy, greasy, oily, cheesy, 
once your taste buds change and your stomach changes and your body changes, you crave the good foods, as you know, and just you got to just get a little creative. There's a, the internet is full of amazing recipes, your cookbooks, and there's plenty of people out there with, you know, healthy, delicious food. What would you say, somebody that says that it doesn't fill you up? I can't, I can't get full, uh, Kevin, on you know twigs and berries and, and 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 rabbit food. Come on, I mean this stuff that you're eating. This is what food, you know, real food eats. What would you say? Yeah, I get that a lot. I eat what everyone else's food eats, right? Um, I probably consume close to three thousand plus calories a day training now for the fifty miler. Um, just eat more of it if you're not full eat it again that's what i tell people you know i think people the portions are too small for what they're considering to be good food so get rid of that 16 ounce steak and eat try and eat 16 to 20 to 30 ounces of broccoli that'll fill you up right i uh I always tell people, if you're not getting full, you need to eat more of the starchy uh, veggies. You need to do more of the beans, more of the rice, more of the potatoes, right? That they're a little bit more calorie-dense and, uh, and really fill you up. I mean, as you probably know, the, one of the most satiating foods on the planet are potatoes, right? Have three sweet potatoes. Go ahead. Knock yourself out, right? Have a two pounds of broccoli that are seasoned just right, right? Blackened broccoli with some chili flakes, a little bit of... A little bit of, you know, salt and pepper. Oh, man. Um, what would you say to somebody that says, Kevin, real men don't eat plants. They eat meat. I would say do five Ironmans, five marathons, and eight half Ironmans and train for a 50-miler. Not that I've done all. I've done probably 80% of those plant-based. Uh, work a 24-hour shift in a firehouse. What else? You know, travel the world, surf, scuba dive, ski, bike swim bike run till you fall down all on plants and I don't, I don't know many guys that have checked a lot of those boxes so how old are you i'm 37 are you are you are you married single what's your status uh, i am single not married uh, i live up in yonkers which is just out just north of the bronx here and uh you're about six foot two and a half, six three. You're lean. You're mean. Uh, I mean, come on, man. And you're plant based, right? What woman wouldn't want you? Yeah, life is good. I can't complain. That's awesome. So I just haven't uh, haven't settled down yet, but having a lot of fun in life and uh, enjoying life, being happy and healthy, and helping other people live to the max. I know when I was a firefighter. 80% of our call volume were, were medical calls, right? Diabetic emergencies, you know, difficulty breathing, chest pain, every once in a while, you know, heart attack. Um, what's it like for you at, at Yonkers? Uh, Yonkers is pretty similar. I think our call, call volume is probably 70 80% medical runs. And that was a big thing when I switched what I was eating and then when I would go on the calls, once that light, light bulb went off and you see how people live and it's sad that it, people don't have the education, they have access to the food, which they're just not buying it. So to see these people with heart disease, high blood pressure, cholesterol, done, you know, the medications people get on the stretcher to go to the hospital in the Ziploc bag is like 
a kid in a candy store would dream about pills on pills and knowing that a lot of that is curable with food was a really eye opener to um you know just further push this movement and, and my message um but we have i mean we're i work in the busiest uh engine company in yonkers so we're running around all day and we get our our fair share of fires it's been a busy a busy winter um car accidents gas leaks transformer fires uh elevator runs hazmat emergencies um you know trench trench rescue water rescue you know now with the 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 winter and the ice and the ponds and stuff like that um so we yeah we've seen it all i've seen some pretty horrific stuff in just seven and a half years that most people uh probably wouldn't see in a in a career you know so we we get it all we're we're pretty busy the the six borough as we're called uh up in yonkers we didn't make the new york city cut back in the day when they were uh zoning but we're we're pretty busy up there so you know this is getting kind of getting off topic a little bit but um i know it seems like a lot of firefighters are kind of suffering from uh ptsd you know depression um so do you guys have any way of like getting getting help if you've made some horrific scenes accidents and uh you know you're trying to deal with it beyond just you know the guys at the firehouse sure we have a great uh program and a great um medical staff uh up in headquarters that helps with uh those situations where when i've in particular have been back from a few and within an hour or so that our you know medical rep from or the captain from headquarters will come down in the stress department and you know debrief the guys and make sure you're good and everything from there they're going forward whatever help you need is obviously confidential but they do push that uh whether guys take advantage of it or not is you know kind of up to them um uh, but i know for myself i lost my brother in in the trade center he was an investment banker so it wasn't a fireman that really didn't tie into why i went to the fire department but it's kind of ironic and cool that it worked out that way now to see what those guys did i was just i was only 19 when that happened i was just a kid um in college so to see fdny what they went through now being on the job is uh pretty eye-opening in terms of that you know i went through my own PTSD with you know my family and friends and everybody who uh, on our own accord but now being at work and seeing some other stuff it kind of you know it's all in that same ballpark so just being aware of it and again ties back into the food the lifestyle the stress on the body the mental the physical the relationships you know emotional that stuff is all can all be buried and 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 push down or it can be you know you can nurture it and and help it and and live a happier healthier cleaner life you know and each thing has its own outlet but they are you know the more studies and i'm sure you know your father knows it's all tied to you know how the body's functioning which is which is pretty cool to see now too because this is the happiest and healthiest i've been at 37 and i tell myself i could kick my 21 year old butt from college who was like a dopey lacrosse player running around on cheeseburgers and ice cream right so um it's yeah it's all good um 
You have you have a date on your arm. Can I ask you about that? Sure. This is uh, my brother's birthday here on one arm, and this is nine eleven on the other arm. So a little tribute to him. I have another. I have a few tattoos, and another one uh, is a tribute to him as well. Uh, Christopher Duffy. He was 23. He worked for a firm, Keith Bruett and Woods, on the 88th, 89th floor of the second tower. So he was one year into his job after out of college. So he was there early before work. My father has actually worked with my father. My dad was on the way down, uh, driving to work, and watched it watched it all go down from the West Side Highway. So he missed it by about an hour. Uh, my father missed the 93 bombing by 10 minutes in the parking garage just below so he's escaped it twice um they lost 67 employees that day so my brother and 66 other people in a firm of only about 170 so my dad had a rough my my mom you know we as a family was it was a tough go so we we've had our fair share of battles I really enjoyed my time with Kevin Duffy. He is the real deal through and through. And one of the things that I love about firefighters and what I loved about being a firefighter is what you see is is what you get. Firefighters, they like, there's no pretense whatsoever. Anyway, they're just, they're a special breed of people. But I have been giving a lot of thought to Kevin and his family and the devastating loss that that they all suffered on you know that fateful day on, on 9-11 and Kevin he is a shining example of of how it's possible to go plant strong just like we've asked Joe to do and despite the crazy schedule and the pressure that he's getting from the guys Kevin is absolutely crushing it and you know his athleticism makes it hard 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 to dispute that it's working for him in spades as kevin mentioned about how in the very very beginning it can be hard to find food you like that keeps you satisfied it's because of that challenge that we created the engine two meal planner it takes all the guest work out of finding delicious meals that you can prepare in minutes and the recipes are customized to your personal likes and dislikes. We want you to hit the ground running with this lifestyle with hundreds of recipes at your fingertips and a friendly staff on call to answer any of your questions. If this sounds like something you need, we have you covered. It's just a buck ninety a week when you sign up for the year. Visit engine2.com and then click on meal planner. You can save $10 off the annual plan with the code PLANTSTRONG. Each and every day, firefighters put themselves on the front lines to rescue whoever happens to be on the other end of that 911 emergency phone call. Sometimes from the absolutely unthinkable and other times from lifestyle-related symptoms that we know could be 100% avoided. This is why it is my life's mission to support our neighborhood heroes and arm them with the tools and resources so that they can rescue themselves from the number one cause of in the line of duty death for firefighters, which is heart attacks. 
and to make them heart attack proof. These men and these women, they need to perform at their absolute best day in and day out. I mean, when we make that 911 emergency phone call, we expect a superman or superwoman, right, to come rescue us because our lives may someday, unfortunately, depend on theirs. As you'll see next month with the one-day global theatrical release of the Game Changers film on September 16th, we took a whole group of FDNY, that stands for Fire Department New York, and we put them on the Engine 2 7-Day Rescue Challenge. You won't believe what happens in just seven days for these guys and gals, so be sure to go to thegamechangersmovie.com and get your tickets today. We will have much more to follow on that very soon. Next up, we are headed to the Esselstyn family farm in upper state New York to share a bountiful plant strong weekend with all kinds of delicious food and athletic competition. I'm going to be sharing this with my parents, with my wife and kids, with my two brothers and their families and my sister and her family. And of course, the star of the weekend and the, the star of the first season of the Plant Strong podcast, Joe Inga and his family. And we are going to have probably 25 to 30 of us towing the starting line for this triathlon together. It's going to be a doozy of a course. I've been planning it out over the last several days. And I can't wait to share video uh, footage with you as well as the results. And, of course, Joe crossing that finish line with a grin going from ear to ear. Okay, until then, as always, keep it plan strong. I want to thank my co-creator of the podcast, Scott Battisill of 10% Media. Lori Kordowich, producer extraordinaire and director of Engine 2 Events. Amy Mackey, Engine 2's curator of creative content. Wade Clark with Bumble Media, our audio engineer. And Carrie Barrett for technical production. I have to thank my parents, Ann and Essie, who have been such guiding lights and inspirations over the years, as well as the great pioneers of this movement who have been pushing this boulder up the mountain. As they say, we are standing on the shoulders of giants. Remember, if you're digging the show, please rate us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. And with that, let me say, peace, engine two, keep it plant strong.